Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, yes, yes. It is a cast-worthy podcast, and we are back for Super Sunday. It's Sunday, February 12th, Super Bowl Sunday, um, and we're here, man. I'm Big Steve, a.k.a. Last of a Dying Breed, on the Twitter machine, joined by EJ, the sophisticated savage today, and the VP of research. It's a three-man crew today. We're all back. We're here. It's a great day and a bad day. Happy day and a sad day. We got um, Super Bowl Sunday, which is always great, but that also marks the end of football season. So death of a season, sort of like death of a nation. You know, get the reference. VP. Got the look going. Um, birth of a nation, but I was about, I was, I, was, I didn't want to correct him. I was, I was gonna let him keep going. You know, he felt, he felt like he was in his bag, so I was gonna just let it be. Right. He said, You got uh, that. He said, You got the Nat Turner slave haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, God. change gonna come. Change gonna come. <laughs> what y'all got? What y'all got planned for today? Watch Super Bowl somewhere um, for a little bit. I mean, yeah, hopefully we'll get an exciting game. I mean, like you said, you it's have, the end of a season, so. You don't have any planned, uh, you don't have any actual plans? Like, you don't I mean, have an itinerary? Bunch of invites everywhere, but, you know, got to go to work tomorrow. I'm waiting for Joe to make Monday, uh, Super Bowl Monday a holiday, man. Yeah. For real, I don't go to work tomorrow. I took it off. <laughs> That's a personal holiday. That's why they give you those. <laughs> That's why you get them. Uh, VP, anything? Anything planned? What's the? What's on the menu, man? What y'all niggas? When what y'all eating today? Um, I mean, we ain't doing nothing special, man. We just you know watching the game at home. Um, not sure okay. if anybody's coming through or not. So, you know, gotcha. It's Feb- February t- February twelfth. EJ, are you still in a relationship? It is relationship check day for Egypt. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. It's like Ooh. an out. It's, yeah, it's like an album charting on Billboard. This is like mm. uh, a good what thirteen weeks or some shit like that, something like that. All right, you're, you're an asshole. <laughs> I know it, it's uh, well Valentine's Day is coming, so that's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so that would have been. This would have been a perfect time for me to have already uh, gotten out. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be different for you this year. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to probably head off head off to East Crib, depending on what he got going on. He's talking about it's not going to be too many people. So, um, you know, a bunch of colonizers. And I don't know about watching football with colonizers. I've never done that. 
So, I, you know, casserole and shit like that. Like, I need, uh, I've been really strict on what I've been eating lately. So, today will probably be a cheat Sunday. Um, what better day to cheat than uh, Super Bowl Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that would be a good idea for you, given that he's an Eagles fan and uh, depending on how things go. <laughs> Oh well, you 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 watch sports. If at the end of the third quarter it's not looking promising, I'm leaving. <laughs> I am not. I am not staying to watch the Eagles win that game if they end up winning. <laughs> All that. Um, yeah, man. So Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, you know, I've been watching, you know, the the social medias, seeing all the parties and stuff out there. And, you know, it seems like they've turned Black History Month into like, uh, you know, they got the Grammys was last week, Super Bowl Sunday this week, next week is All-Star Weekend. Like, it's just big shit to Guan. That's how it goes, right? You just how they say it. Big shit to Guan. Uh, in uh, consecutive weeks, man. So there's a lot, a lot going on. You see a lot of these stars and these people's faces out in the streets, doing things. Um, not much violence uh, as we've seen in recent years. Um, you know, some fights and shit that you see pop up. But and then uh, you know, Grammy shit. There was some fight. There was a little backstage altercation there. But we'll get into uh, to some of that. We'll get into some of that. Otherwise, you guys had a good week though. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Light week for me, man. Uh, it's, weather's beautiful. You know, we always got to do the weather check here. It's uh, sundress in the day, legging in the night season here in Florida. So you can't beat that. Can't. Not at all. Yeah, you can. I see what you did there. This is why you're always single. Foul. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, with all of the stuff going on in uh February, are you kind of are you kind of thinking or feeling that Black History Month is getting pushed to the shelf, the shelf or to the side there? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I I mean, here's the thing. I see a lot of the, the companies and these big corporations capitalizing off of it. Like that's what's happening right now. You see all the commercials and stuff like that. And on one side, you're like, all right, it's good that we're getting some, um, you know, we're getting the exposure. <laughs> but on the other side, they're capitalizing like crazy off of it. And, um, you know, realistically, just from a people standpoint, from a us standpoint, and maybe it's just my circles. Maybe, you know, I know you did the HBCU thing, so your, your socials might look a little different. But it seems like it's kind of watered down in the last year or two where historically, I remember years on in February, you would see people posting something almost daily, not me, but, you know, people that were very um, blacky uh, black. <laughs> like, well, you know, just just, uh, you know, they had some some sense of I don't want to say because I have that, too. But, you know, just yeah, blackity black is probably a better word. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like um, like Easter Sunday black. I was going to say February, I got a post. Like I was gonna say church on Yeah, I was yeah, I was gonna say they have pride, but you know, I, I mean we, we have pride too. We just don't um we don't feel like there's a need to showcase it one month. But you would see that type of shit all over the place from, from people, from sites and shit like that. And and it just seems like it's gone um gone down. And where you're seeing it is on these big commercials, these big corporations and shit like that. 
Yeah, I don't feel like much is I don't feel I feel the same way. Like uh even with my social media, um, you know, I, I don't really see a lot. I'm seeing some. Um, but then you also have uh the group of people that have always kind of taken issue with Black History Month and Carter G. Woodson for whatever reason. But uh yeah, I don't know, man. Um I don't know. I also also wonder if you know you're seeing Black History Month not being paying it, paid attention to, like, is it a, is it a trend, or is it this year is kind of, you know, I don't want to say our first year, but like we're kind of on the backside of of the pandemic and people are kind of more out there, you know what I mean? And so I, I wonder if it's like a like mm-hmm. a this year thing or more of a this is how it's trending. But if it is trending this way, it's definitely something sad to see, especially given. Um, you know, every time you turn on the news, you're finding out about somewhere where they're banning books that talk about history and 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 things like that. So um, this is like the exact wrong wrong time to kind of you know downplay Black History Month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're downplaying. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to do that right now, but maybe we'll talk about that when we get to the Grammys. Uh, but yeah, Black History Month is being downplayed. Other other um messages are being uh highlighted heavily if you watch the grammys or anything else for that matter in this world um you know highlight on letter community um but we'll get to that so all right football football takes what you guys got for today um uh Vari, you posted that we um we didn't. We got the um, injury reports, and all of Kansas City's healthy. Mm-hmm. That's Legend. what they're saying. Nobody's Legend. on their injury report allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, there's nothing like time off, right? So those it's guys last, get two weeks off. It's last game. <laughs> yeah, it don't. It, it really don't matter. Like you're gonna put everything out there in the Super Bowl, right? And then also at, at this point, you know, teams don't really practice when you get to this part of the season. It's mostly all walkthroughs anyway. So it's not like somebody's going to get injured at practice or something like that, um, you know. So we'll see. But but having two weeks off is definitely. A, I mean, and, that, and that's why the NFL does it, right? Is to try to get teams healthy so you can have the best possible game. So it looks like in in KC's case, it, it might have worked. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and and not only that, but I think they don't put. They're not going to put people that are injured on. You know the starting roster you need to have those backups because you just never know who or what can happen so someone who might have an ailment that you would consider not playing why would i even you know what i mean why would i even suit him up for the game it's the last game man the who's the guy on the eagles o-line that's been playing lane johnson is it i'm playing yep. with like a torn peck or something like that for like the last i think it's his groin which is even worse like yeah. it's a yeah down yeah, in, the, so. in the nethers <laughs> yeah so last game of the season man this is what it's all about you know mm-hmm. so yeah he, in the torn peck he might because uh teron armstead had that our, our left tackle but he had a, a minor um peck i don't know if it was a strain or i think it was a strain because i think they said it was a tear you're basically done um and they basically put some kind of padding and harness on to like not let him lift his arms like to a certain height to protect them but you know, that's a tough injury to play with. Definitely. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, so I think, you know, today 
we get to see Jalen Hurts. There's Patrick Mahomes. We talked about it last week. Patrick Mahomes, 50-something thousand or 5,000-plus yards, uh, 40, 51 touchdowns, no? No, I think so, it was 40, 42. 41. I think. 41, 42 touchdowns. 41, 42, something like that. Jalen Hurts. Not, not to mention running. All-purpose Jalen Hurts, something like 45 and 36, something like that, 34. Um, numbers that Those numbers don't really matter, but that's what we're going to see today. Um, we'll see a, a Kelsey. We'll see Andy Reid versus Sirianni, um, you know, the young gunner versus uh, the OG. And uh, I think it's going to be a good game, man. I, I hope it's a shootout. I hope it doesn't turn out. Remember that year when um, the Broncos played? And people are like, oh, this is going to be uh, a great game. And then the first play of the game, they get the safety. Peyton Manning looked like shit. And <laughs> that game just turned out to be a, a horrible, horrible showing. I, uh, I forget who they were playing. Was it Seattle? No, I think they played um, uh, Carolina. Carolina. Cam Newton days. No, because Carolina didn't win that Super Bowl. No, Denver won. I thought Denver lost the game. That, that look like shit. Whatever. Nonetheless, I just hope it's a good game. Hope it's a shootout um, for the purposes of uh, prop bets and daily fantasy stuff. Um, EJ, you have, by chance, anything? You have the, the props up? Any of the bets up today? Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up uh, from the Caesars app. Um, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> You got a Super Bowl MVP, um, and it's freezing. So <laughs> let me wait okay. for a minute. But uh, yeah, it's a di- they got a Caesar's got a few different prop bets. Um, FanDuel likely has more stuff, mm-hmm. but for some reason, FanDuel has not been allowing me to sign in. Um, so okay, yeah, FanDuel, get your shit together. Yeah, they be fucking off. I think. Um... I think the line was plus one and a half for um, Philadelphia. Well, Philly was minus 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 one one and a half half to Philly, Philly, plus one and a half to Kansas Kansas City. City. I think you could get Kansas City at plus 104 right now, like a plus bet. Plus 105. 105. I'd take Kansas City all day on that. Like money line plus 105, I'm taking it. Because what's the the Eagles? Minus 127 or something like that? Minus 125. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking and a plus all day. Over under is fifty one. That so that's the that's the interesting one. Like you think about over under, they're talking about minus one and a half to the Eagles. So they're saying basically twenty six, twenty no, twenty seven, twenty six game if you're going over twenty four, something like that. Mm. No, two yeah, point, 20, virtually two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean for them to cover, right? It's twenty seven twenty six would be for KC to cover, right? Right. Um twenty seven twenty five for Philly, Philly to, to cover. cover. So they're thinking twenty seven points at the at the at the number is the number, unless there's a blowout, right? And um I I don't I don't know that I see that in this game. Um good defense on the Eagle side, Kansas City's great offense. Good offense on the Eagle side and decent defense on on Kansas City. So I think it's just going to be a it's going to be a track meet. And um, so, what do you guys think, man? What do you think? Uh, what do we see today? It's going to be tough, man. I mean, 
you you have the Phillies D line, which is like been crazy all year. Uh, Pat Mahomes, while he's had some time to rest, what is he really going to look like in the pocket? And you know, Cincinnati's defense to me wasn't that great. Um, so I think he's going to definitely face a, a large test here. It's just something about Philly right now. They're just rolling, man. You know, as I know as an NFC East fan, you hate to see it. Um, I mean, as a person who's watched their fans be annoying all year, you kind of hate to see it. But I don't know, man. The game is really – it really lies in the coaching. You know, uh, the game plans, sticking to the game plans, figuring out what's, what you've been doing all season and keeping to it, that's really going to be the thing. Who's your yeah, – Go ahead. Okay. No, go, go. I was gonna say, who's your MVP, EJ? Uh, I was gonna say I took a I took a bet about uh, AJ Brown. Okay. VP, what do you think we see today in this game? I mean, I, I think EJ hit everything on the head. You got a good defense, you know, going up against an off a good offense, but we don't know the health situation nobody's on the injury report but i mean last week they didn't have any wide receiver or not last week um last <laughs> game in the afc championship they didn't have any wide receivers mahomes got an injury that's supposed to take six weeks to heal it's only been three weeks and he's been playing on it <laughs> so right. um um so you know you you got that and like ej said it's gonna come down to coaching but you know if if it comes like if it's something that where the game comes down to like coaching, you know, when we talk about coaching, we're talking about experience and stuff. And I think that that favors KC because, you know, they've been to the championship multiple times. They've won it. They got a coach who's a 20 year veteran who's taking two teams to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I would have to, I would have to bet on KC to, to find a way to win, but you know, you, you can't take those injuries lightly. And, um, if you're going to ask about, you know, MVP, I would say it's probably it's it's likely going to be Kelsey if, if KC wins this game. It's been a long I mean, it's rare that we see non quarterback um, MVPs, very rare that we see non quarterback MVPs in the Super Bowl. And I think Kelsey is a good pick. Uh, clearly, Drake thinks Kelsey is a good pick because he put something like 700000 on Kelsey being the MVP. Um, and then he put like 400000 on a tight end being the MVP, which is a great, you know what I mean? That's a, a double or upper. Um, and then, of course, Kansas City winning, right? Whoever you choose for MVP, you should be choosing that that team to win. So if you hit, you hit. And that's a those are smart bets. Like, Drake is a Drake's a, a betting man. Um, I and, and I don't see, go ahead. real quick. The only reason I go non quarterback is that we've been talking about it. I mean, you know, especially me and you, like all season about you know, do these defensive coordinators know that Jalen Hurts can run? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, Kansas City has a a, a long time guy uh, in Spag Spagnola Spagnola, however you say his name, who's been there, who's been their defensive coordinator. And I think that this guy will try to spy Jalen Hurts and not let him Better. get crazy running all over the field. And with Mahomes' injury or only being, you know, 85% or whatever the number is, I think that that's going to slow him down some as well to where somebody else gets to shine to potentially be the person who is the, the reason that team won the game. 
I think it's going to take a big play. Um, if they're if they're calling it a one and a half point game, it's going to take a big play to win this game. And I, I feel like if it's non injury related, uh, I'm sorry, if it's non quarterback related, I feel like it's going to be a um, it'll be a defensive player. It'll be someone mm-hmm. who gets who gets an interception at the last minute. You know what I mean? And they give the MVP because they're saying, oh, well, you could have lost this game if, if he doesn't make this pick. Like, that's the weird shit that they do. Or or a sack, right? Did Aaron Donald get it last year? It was Aaron Donald, yes? Because uh, for, for the sack? Because remember he got the on, – on Joe Burrow? No, I think – Oh, I Cooper Cup got it. Cooper, Cooper Cup got, got it. it. But people yes. were saying the argument should have been made that it should have been for Donald. Donald. Okay, I take that back. Defensive player will never get it. Um, so with that said, um, I think if the Eagles win, AJ Brown is a good pick. I think Dallas Goddard is a good pick because Kansas City can get beat over the middle. Um, but if I think I think if Kansas City is winning, which I do, then I gotta go Patrick Mahomes. I just think if Kansas City wins, he has to throw for 400. He's going to throw for 400 yards, 380, some wild-ass shit. Um, and, you know, in, in true Pat Mahomes-style light skin energy, like, this dude has to make – he's going to make a show of it. You know, he'll make some wild-ass throws and shit. And, you know, I think I think Pat Mahomes comes out as, um, as MVP. It's going to be a real – this is a real tough um, Super Bowl to call, you know. Mm-hmm. Um like VP alluded to, you know, Jalen Hurts, they like on offense, they they run pretty much the same packages of plays and, and sets and formations, and they just move things around. And they're very simple and basic, um, and they really just believe that they have better talent. I don't think people really realize that they really just dare you to beat who they have on offense. And when you think about it, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Goddard, you know, they've got some dogs over there, and I don't know that KC really has the horses to to really match up with them. So I can see Philly's offense maybe doing better than what they have had. And let's mm-hmm. also remember Philly has, you know, they they faced uh, San Fran, who has a very good defense. Um, so they've, they've had to prove that. Uh, the real test is really going to be Andy Reid and how they open up that KC offense with like VP said last week or two weeks ago, you didn't have any receivers. So what mm-hmm. what shape or, or or state of mind are they going to be in to play? And their receivers aren't that experienced. Uh, Not at all. You know, Not at all. Their, their most experienced receiver is Juju, who is very inconsistent when the lights are on. He's got to go up against a guy like Darius Slay. Uh, Kadarius Tony may surprise us and have a good game. But, you know, Travis Kelsey, we all know that that offense is running through him. So I don't know, man. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I could tell you this. The first quarter is going to set the tone for the game for sure. Yeah. And, and even with that said, EJ, I, I agree with everything you said. But even with KC's lack of receivers, right, the, the, the number one job for the quarterback is to throw catchable passes. Right. And. KC has a quarterback who is more than capable of doing that, right? So it just – I think it's going to be a matter of, like you said, with how Juju has, like, disappeared when the lights are on and stuff like that. So are these guys going to show up and catch passes that are well-delivered? You know what I mean? Um, and, and you know, we've we've seen plenty of uh, teams that have better receivers than KC got not do that. So, you know, we, we'll see. But 
I think that the quarterback will be able to will get it to him, but you know, are they going to show up and be able to catch him? Yeah. So um, they've got uh, first first touchdown. Uh, you said you know the first quarter is going to cause uh, or is going to set the tone, EJ. And you know, actually, before we get into that, yes, I do think I I think you hit the nail on the head with. Um, inexperienced guys right but Kadarius Tony like we said last year with the Bengals right they don't know that they're not supposed to come out here like they don't know they're supposed to be nervous you know what I mean like you know or you don't know and and I think Kansas City they have um a rookie in Isaiah Pacheco at running back who's gonna he's a fucking lightning in a bottle and he's gonna be out there he's gonna try to run through that defense um Kadarius Tony who's cocky as shit but he's a baller fast as shit you know if he can if he can get open he's gonna make a play or two um so i think there's there's a route there you got the bums like you said um marquez valdez scantling who drops everything um (laughs) juju smith schuster who's cocky at the wrong times like that's just this that's just you know the guys that they decide to bring in but they got miko hardman who i think is who's going to be a decent piece too um, but on the other side of it, too, you got some young guys. Um, and, and even though these guys are young, they're not rookies. So they understand what a loss for the season feels like and stuff like that. So a Devontae Smith, I think, makes big plays. Um, <clears throat> Miles Sanders, I think, will make some big plays. Veteran type of guy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it'll be a good game. Jalen Hurts, obviously, he's going to try to run. And to VP's point, they're going to have to stop it. And if they stop it, they lose. Like if they stop it, the Eagles will lose this game. But but also, Steve, if, if you have if you have to play that way to where it's like, you know, who who's more nervous kind of thing, I think that, that still gives the edge to a case. Yeah. Yep. Only because like you, you think about the Brady in in uh in uh New England days, right? Mm-hmm. If you're some no name receiver they picked up just to to fill a hole, you go into these games knowing we got Brady, so we're, we're always in it. And right. I have to feel like KC feels the same way. We got number 15 back there. So yep. we're in – like it was 13 seconds and they were in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so you have to go yep. into that game thinking like it doesn't matter what the situation is. If it's 13 seconds on the clock, we can go down and score. If it's Kansas City playing against Tennessee when they're down by 30 points and then they come back and win, we can, we're in it no matter what because 15 back there. You know yep, what I mean? And yep. so and so I think yep. those guys, those receivers can go in with more confidence than than uh um than most players if it's their first time at the big show. You know, the biggest wild card, well not the biggest wild card, but I know this is what's on the minds of the Kansas City offense, and I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Um when I was watching when I was watching going back to Dallas versus San Fran. And just the impact of a guy like a Micah Parsons and how the San Francisco offense basically needed to utilize their tight end to chip every single time. Um, Hassan Reddick is just he, like if you watch this dude, he I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit. You know, just his ability to beat your 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 line one on one is just incredible. And I'm very interested to see how Andy Reid is going to scheme for this guy. And their interior guys, I mean, that pressure coming through Patrick Mahomes' face, it it might start off ugly. I, I, I'm really interested to see 
the battle in the trenches. And Steve, you talked about uh, Miles Sanders. I really feel strongly that the Eagles are a red zone team to where they'll get there, but they're not going to score in the air um, unless they've beaten you, you know, by miles outside the red zone. Yeah. 30 yards, 40 yards. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm feeling like Miles Sanders is going to have a good game and I'm really, really curious to see. And you're right about Pacheco because the Eagles run game is probably one of their last uh, weaknesses as far as defense is concerned. So you might have something with the running backs. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. And, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about when we talk about nerves and shit like that is you got a veteran uh, coach. And that's been our that's been our theme for the last three, four weeks is coaching and how important it is. And you got an Andy Reid who is a vet. You have uh, Eric Bieniemy who's a vet, right? Um, Steve Spagnola, vet. And on the other side, you got Nick Sirianni, and I forget who, who's the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Um, they don't still have uh, Schwartz, do they? You still have Schwartz, whatever. Uh, but either way, their head coach is is young, right? Um, and you can't, you know, you can't beat the boss till you beat the boss. Uh, and Andy Reid is is he's the boss in in this whole thing. He's got the most experience of anybody that's going to be on that field. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it's time for him. It's just, just do. He's got a lot on the line here for this one. There's some bets out there though. Um, interesting bets that I think. So first touchdown, I was able to pull some of these up. Uh, first touchdown odds. You got, basically it's plus odds on everyone because you, there's so much parody with that. But, um, Patrick Mahomes is plus 1900, which is, uh, interesting to me. Um, Boston Scott is plus 2,500. I think that's actually a really good bet. Um, if the Eagles can drive down, they like to give him the ball, uh, on the two yard line. Um, then you got your norms, right? Travis Kelsey's plus 550 for comparison. Jalen Hurts plus 650. Miles Sanders plus 700. AJ Brown plus 800. Devontae Smith plus 1,000. Which one are you looking on? Uh, I'm looking at my bookie. Hmm. Caesars is a little bit different. Okay. Five twenty-five for Kelsey. Mm. Um, there's a little differences. And it's probably Caesars is probably more consistent with Vegas, which means it's probably closer. Um, so th- those numbers are probably closer to what would probably be normal, right? So Kelsey is probably even more favored than what um, you know my bookie is telling me. Of course, that's a overseas betting company. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's that, and then you got just anytime touchdown guys, and there's some. I think there's some good ones here too to to uh, to choose from. Like a Jerick McKinnon is plus one ninety. I think that's a really good bet. Um, Pat Mahomes plus three twenty five at any time he could sneak in there. Quez Watkins at plus seven hundred. Um, is a guy that I, I think uh, would could definitely get a touchdown in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I put I put down Pat Mahomes, Travis, Jalen Hurts, and AJ Brown, which might be lofty, but yeah. Yeah. To to your point, EJ, you know they don't score in the red zone in the air too much, right? So 
if they're going to score, I mean, listen, if I'm and Quez Watkins might not be too bad of an idea for first touchdown. If I'm the Eagles, Super Bowl, let's say I win the kick, you know, I win the, the, the coin toss and I, you know, I take the ball versus kicking and they decide, let's take a shot quick because everyone comes out and they're conservative, right? They're going to expect you to be conservative. You got a young quarterback, you got young everything. All right, let's go play action and just go deep over the middle. They're they're weak over the middle and see if Quest can get in there. And I think he was something like plus seven thousand or something for first touchdown, but um plus twenty five hundred. For first touchdown? Yep. Oh, I'll season. take that. I'll take that. Yeah. And uh VP uh researching a bit says Eagles uh defensive coordinator is Jonathan Gannon. Never so not a house, it. not a household name, right? So more of the more of the reason to say if, if coaching is that important, like we've said in these last few weeks, I uh, hope those guys called some mentors because you know you got Reed Bienemy and um I, f- I found it interesting on the Super Bowl interviews. Um and it's kind of, I found it kind of damning a little bit towards uh Bien-Ami, um when Kelsey was asked you know, how they get stuff done or something. And he just basically alluded to, like, you know, Andy Reid, man. Andy Reid, he just dials it up. He dials it up. I'm like, damn. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, okay, that that helps a lot, <laughs> you know. So um, I yeah. found that kind of interesting with what we've been talking about for so long around being me and getting a head coaching opportunity and how much does he really call the plays and then, you know, this asshole Shady McCoy and the shit that he's been saying. And, you know, I, going back to that, I really just feel bad for him to a degree because when you juxtapose what Shady said and then you insert a Bill Belichick, what's the difference? When you mm-hmm. insert a um, VP's guy in Nick Saban, what's the difference? You know, Nick Saban has had a reputation of, you know, just being crazy with players, just talking nonsense. And a lot of people alluded to Channing Crowder alluded to, you know, his lack of success in the NFL was because he does that, you know, with grown professionals as the head coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just it's a little damning, like to hear that, like, damn, the whole world has kind of been asking, like, does the enemy really call the shots? And for Kelsey to just be like, <laughs> Andy Reid, you know, it's like, OK, this yeah, doesn't help I me. Mean- I, de- I definitely agree with what you're saying. The, the problem that I've always had with the enemy thing is that even if he doesn't call plays right, we're seeing guys get head coaching jobs with paper-thin resumes. This dude is an offensive coordinator for one of the hottest offenses in the league. They've been to five consecutive AFC championships, three Super Bowls, one Super Bowl win, one loss, one pending, right? Like, there are white coaches who Cliff Kingsbury, right? This dude was offensive coordinator for one year at a school, became the head coach at another uh, uh, for another couple years at Texas Tech or whatever it was, losing record and gets a head coaching job. You know what I mean? No, so, yeah, and, and Jeff Saturday. And so, yeah, Jeff Sat. You know, so that's been my whole thing with being me. Not you know the who calls the plays that that shit is is almost irrelevant to me based on you see people who are in these positions of coordinators or whatever who get these jobs and you have this guy who seems to you know i don't even think he got interviewed this cycle 
You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if teams wanted to interview him. He just said no. But I don't recall hearing anybody even interviewing him this cycle. And this dude has been a top offensive coordinator for the past like seven years. No, yeah, we we've been in agreement on that, of course. I just think it doesn't help the narrative. You know what I no, mean? No, it, I, I totally agree. I, I got yeah, you. I, I totally it's, agree. It's, I'm just saying that's been excuse. my whole argument for it. Yeah, we we we're on the same page. It's the excuse. The league would be like, see, see, you know, it, it's just. It's bogus, man. And to your point, I mean, there's no reason this guy should have had not had a head coaching job in the NFL. I mean, and right. and a guy like Flores is, you know, got to take another coordinator position after what he did in Miami. I mean, it's it's like, geez, man, wow. Shit, Vari's coach, the Eagles coach. I'm, I'm sorry, the Dolphins coach, the Eagles coach, okay. the Jets coach. Um, shit, all of those coaches, they're, they're kids, right? And when you're talking about a guy, so it, it makes you wonder, is there something more, right? And if not, if not, then the league needs to look, look into it even further. But you justify that with this Lovey Smith shit. You justify it with the Brian Flores shit. You justify it with, um, the Dolphins. Oh, he's half black. Right. They found they they're going to highlight that. Right. They're going to highlight that and say, what do you mean? This guy's got a black dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the wild shit. And and bringing up the Dolphins coach, Steve, is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Right. Because Kyle Shanahan calls the offense. So Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator. But Kyle Shanahan called the plays. He still got a head coaching job. Right. And now in Miami, he calls the plays as well. He, you know, he takes out the Shanahan, so he calls the plays, you know. And I don't know if our offensive coordinator was getting uh, uh, interviews, but our quarterback coach was being interviewed by teams to become the offensive coordinator. And everybody talks about how all the stuff with Tua is McDaniel. But our, mm-hmm. our offensive coordinator, uh, uh, Patrick Beverly, is being called by teams. Hey, come to us. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it seems like it's something different for the enemy where other coaches cannot call plays, they cannot have much to do with a team's success, and they're still being called up to the next position, you know? And in, in, in Cliff Kingsbury's case, he was able to just fail up. Right, right. And, and let's not forget that when when Andy Reid was, was looked like shit a couple of years ago, because he was calling the plays, he handed it off, and the team turned around. So there's no one that can say we're in question because we think – Andy Reid's making the plays because Kelsey said X, Y, Z or calling the plays because it Kelsey said X, Y, Z. There was a few years ago where Andy Reid was like, yeah, I'm going to hand over the reins because they were losing. And then the enemy turned the team around. So he clearly is doing something there. Um, right. But is he putting his name in the hat is one for me. Is he making demands that, you know, some people go into these rooms and they're like, yo, I need full control or I need this or I need that. And we don't know that, right? We don't know that, but we got to, you know, you got to keep everything in, 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 in the equation here. Yeah. And, and we, you also have to take into account that, you know, when you're the head man, you get the credit, you get all the blame, you get the credit too, mm-hmm. you know? So unless you're Dak Prescott, because <laughs> Mike McCarthy <laughs> yeah. gets no blame. <laughs> and so like you look at going back to the Patriot years, right? People was all oh, Belichick does it again. Belichick calls defense. Belichick didn't put them in a position to, to kick that winning field goal. The offensive mm-hmm. coordinator and, and the quarterback did, you know what I mean? But Belichick gets all the credit because he's the coach, you know? Yeah. And so you could have that same thing happening with Andy Reid. 
But the thing is, is that that's how it's done in the media and amongst fans and things like that. But these people who run these teams, the owners, the GMs, the, you know, the people who, who are in charge of hiring, they know how this shit works. And it's them who's not giving a guy like being a media opportunity when other guys who are less credentialed are getting opportunities. And you have to ask why. Larry, the piece that I think we're not talking about, and it's probably very obvious, and you guys probably have this in the back of your head, but it's important to say, stakeholders, seats, right? It, is it more attractive to your stakeholders? Is it more attractive to people that are invested in your team for you to bring in an old black man <laughs> or a young white man with a comb over? Like, think about that. Yeah, you're 110% right. You're 110% right. It, it is it is when as a Jets fan, I will say we have some of the most um microaggressive racial undertone testing <laughs> blatant racist Jets fans there are. And when Salah became the head coach, you had people uh coming at him with the with the religious slurs. Um and you know, just looking at him, some people were like, Well, we didn't know his religion and all of this stuff. And, but he's still he's still a Middle Eastern, well not Middle Eastern descent, but he's not black. He's non-black. But his religion was the thing that they were discussing. But he's clean cut. He 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 talks like a Jets fan wants him to talk. He's not a slang guy. It's not you know what I mean. It's it's very motivating and all this good stuff. He's he's good for he's a good look. He's a good look. Um, would they hire Eric Bieniemy or something like that? You know, you're probably right, man, because I, I you hear I hear the rhetoric from the Jets fans. So just imagine Miami, yeah. not Miami or maybe Dallas or who knows, you know, a, a fan base where you're definitely not going to get that much love for that. Yeah. If I'm an owner, right, if I'm an owner and I got to go into my owner's meeting with a bunch of my rich racist friends, you know, what do you think they're going to say? You hire the enemy. Yeah. Think about think about Django. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just think about shit like that. Um, but whatever. I, I mean, we don't gotta race it out too much, but you we get it. You get it. Um Damn, there was another point. Oh, and the other part the other point I was gonna make is um they got enough in Mike Tomlin, right? That's that's their token, as long as he's there and in Pittsburgh nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you know, not- not to mention, people were talking about him being fired and and questioning his greatness at one point. Yeah, every year, Isn't every though, year, yeah. Even though he takes a bum ass team to the playoffs, go figure. Yeah, um, never losing uh, season. Yeah, Salah is Egyptian and Lebanese, which is African, sort of, right? Not sort of, yeah, Egypt, not sort of. It is. It's African. African Egyptian in that sense, but it's still not what we can would consider yeah. black descent. So we got the we also have the nasty props. Um so there's uh will Rihanna show cleavage? Uh Rihanna showing cleavage is minus five hundred. I'm surprised yeah. we don't we don't see uh protesters. That's, that's a real prop. Yes, prop. I'm surprised the feminists aren't all over it. <laughs> Rihanna showing cleavage is minus 500. Rihanna, I'm sorry. Yes, Rihanna showing cleavage, yes, is minus 500. Rihanna not showing cleavage 
is plus two seventy. Wow. Um, they got her shoe colors, <laughs> different different colors. Uh, black being uh, the first shoe is the lowest at plus two hundred. Um, accessories, they got her necklace. Oh, halftime appearances. Jay Z, yes, minus one sixty. I think Jay Z does show up. Um, no is plus one twenty. They got Drake there. He's not showing up. That's a no. Um, they even have one if she falls down. If she doesn't fall, yes. Yeah, she, if she doesn't fall minus fifteen hundred, she does fall plus uh, seven fifty. Yeah. But I think I think the Jay Z on stage. I think that's a good bet too at minus one sixty. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Jay Z being there. That's that's a that's a good bet. And uh, I don't think she falls. I mean. No, she's she not much walk. of a dancer. She's kind of a walk around, sing kind of thing. So, yeah, Rihanna's uh, and she's and and she's one of us, man. She's Bayesian. That's my cousin. So, um, she definitely <laughs> has. She definitely has, uh, good balance. I was looking for the uh, the Gatorade prop, but I don't see it. The oh, what color is going to be? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Go ahead, VP. I'm I'm gonna pull it up. Did y'all see the thread that I posted about how the um, the halftime performer doesn't get paid? Yes, yes. But we talked. I thought we talked about that last year too with the weekend. Was it, was the weekend last year or the year before? No, the year before. Weekend was last year. I thought. No, last no, year was Dre and last year was uh, Dre and Snoop and all of them. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Damn. I I thought we talked. Either we talked about that or I saw it on another podcast. Um, uh, but I thought. But yeah, I, I you might be right. It might have been another podcast, and and it, they made a good point. How much promo promo are you getting from this? Like, yeah. you ain't got to pay me. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, because the weekend actually paid for yeah. his set. That's yeah, what it was. Because the, the the thing that I posted said the NFL gives them a budget of fifteen million dollars, but that's for like everything, and then they don't get any more. And the weekend had to put seven million dollars of his own money into the production to get it right and above above the 15 million nfl gave him right yeah but the the back the back end on that piece is you know his numbers the algorithms you know he put on such a phenomenal show and the streams that his performance got he made that back in twofold yeah i'd like the the thing i posted said that it said that his he was on he was he lined his super bowl appearance up with a tour and his appearance fee went from Five hundred thousand pre Super Bowl to a million after the Super Bowl. Right. I actually, now that you say that, I'm I'm ready to look for a Rihanna tour after after her shit because I, I can see that coming. It's 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 levels to the shit. Rihanna don't have to tour no more. <laughs> no, I know, I know. She Billy, she Billy. Oh, she but will. I, what would she be will what, when this album what be, comes? What would be interesting to see is um, one if she brings up ASAP ASAP Rocky. Her, her boyfriend, her husband, or whatever, baby daddy, whatever he is to her, because I don't, I don't even recall them getting married. So I forgot um, they were even together. I, I, I would bet on that. I mean, you know, you got, you got to keep it in the family, right? I want him to get his pr- promo. Like I would definitely bring him up if I'm her for some reason. Um, and then lastly, um, it would be interesting to see the streams. You know how after the verses we always see the increase in streams. The next, you know, next week or next day for the, the artist. Yep. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, those Her shit's already jumping right now. Like right. there's there's hundreds of chicks, thousands and of I chicks think she right got an now. Album coming. Yeah, we, I haven't we heard haven't, about an album. Haven't been confirmed of it, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, she so there's that. 
while we're on this, let me let me ask both of y'all. Um, you know, yes, I would. Know, we don't oh, know that what wasn't the, the question. <laughs> 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 we third cousins, bro. <laughs> so I guess I don't gotta ask EJ that. All right, I, I, got, I know the answer already. That's but, right. Uh, that makes him like the fifth cousin. <laughs> but um, but uh, obviously we don't know what the set list is, right? But what's the what's the one joint you think she got to do? Oh, uh, I got I knew and I knew that's where you're going, so I got it in my in my head. Um, oh, you know what? She might bring Khaled out too. Um, I think it just it could turn into some wild ass shit. Uh, uh what is that song? Uh, the Yellow Diamond. Yellow Diamond. That one. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hold on. Let me think of it. <laughs> you talking about shine bright like a diamond? I think that gets done too. I think Shine Bright, um, uh, the one. That, burr, 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 burr. She's oh, definitely yeah. doing Umbrella. That, umbrella going to be mine. I was going to say Umbrella. Definitely well, she does. Umbrella. If she does Umbrella, then that makes the that makes the Jay Z bet go right because Hove is in there in that track. So, um, what is that song, EJ? Uh, what Shine Bright Like a Diamond? Which one are you still looking oh, for? You're killing me. Are you thinking the only that's the only other one she has? The other one you're thinking about Diamonds of Forever. No, no, y'all talk. I'll find it. I'll find it. Y'all talk. I don't know which one he's thinking of. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. Um yeah, rehab. Where have you been? Don't stop the music. Talk that talk is her uh, new one. That's that that latest one that talk that talk. She's definitely gonna play that for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know which diamond one he's talking about. <laughs> Other love the way you lie. We found love. No, it starts with uh, yellow diamonds by the sky, some shit. Now we're standing side by side. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I kind of you're you're jacking up the lyrics. That's what's messing me up. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think that's her song. That's her song. Y'all I feel talk. like it's a feature. I feel like it's a T.I. song. No, y'all talk. I'll find it. Keep talking. And Just then also, she could do her song "Work," which uh, that could that could be the the Drake. Oh, track. that could be a good work, work, work. Yeah. What's the um? What, what color Gatorade do we get? I'm gonna find her song. The well, y'all talk. About I that. mean, it's either gonna be red or blue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sure KC's gonna have the 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 red Gatorade on the sideline. So I'm gonna go red if KC wins, blue if, if Philly wins. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna have blue for KC, red for Philly. Andy Reid, because I feel like Andy Reid. I don't remember what it was last time, but I remember that was a that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know that you're gonna find it though, buddy. I know what you're talking about. Uh, and I see shooting stars or something like that, Steve. And diamonds in the sky. I know what you're talking about. Nah, that wasn't the one I was talking about. Oh, okay. But that's not yeah. the name of the song, though. <laughs> All right, go ahead and cut it off. Go ahead and cut it off. Go ahead and cut it off before the algorithm kicks us off. That's the one. Your stream has ended. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that, that's the one. That one's definitely. It's called We Found Love. That's the one that's definitely getting played. And actually, that would be a good one to bring out ASAP Rocky. We found out. Why? You on there? Yeah. 
No, it's just called. We, we found just to sing to him. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Nah, listen, nah. Rihanna, you find Rihanna has that Jay Z gene in her. ASAP oh, is yeah. not getting on stage. Oh, she definitely got that Jay Z gene in her. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you think that's why Beyonce's been so petty when it comes to her, like sneaky petty? Absolutely. A uh, duh. <laughs> a duh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rihanna's like that little homegirl that has always been around Jay Z. That's like, nah, that's the, nah, that's the, that's the listen, little sis. I'm gonna put that's it into perspective sis. for you. Beyonce Rihanna <laughs> is like. Faith, Little Kim. Mm. Yeah. Baby smashing Kim. Everybody know that. Damn it. Faith was Faith was wifey. And you know, yeah. Kim was a little little round the way chick, came around, you know, firecracker kept it on the low, blew up. Riri. Same thing. Yeah. Mm. Same. You hit it on that one. Mm. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good analogy. It's gonna make a great reel. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh all right so super bowl so oh you guys already gave me your your gatorade color bets uh orange was plus plus 250 blue was plus 270 i'm thinking uh the yellow green line which is too easy but that's also plus 130 um yeah. red pink was plus 750 and that might be the one that might be the bet you know, yeah. Kansas City playing. I it would all depends on who wins. Yeah, I would have Red Gatorade if I was Kansas City, no doubt. No question. No question that. Um, all right, man. Uh, trade deadline. VP. NBA trade deadline. Uh, we got some big moves. This was a wild-ass uh, trade deadline, was it not? Yes, sir. Indeed, man. You had multiple teams making deals, multi-team multi, multi -team deals. Teams throwing around second round picks like them shits are nothing. <laughs> so clearly uh, basketball, and you guys said it before, clearly basketball picks don't mean shit. Yeah. No. It's at not all. as I've, it's, I've been saying that for a while. I mean, that's why we struggle when it's trade time. Cause I mean, I don't think we got a first round pick until like 2026, 2027. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> our I think team will be our team forever. <laughs> right. Basketball, yeah, basketball picks tend to only be like valid if it's a lottery pick. Lottery pick. Yeah. yeah. Because and because anything after that can be pretty almost equally as good, thanks to um, you know, guys like let's see, like that whole LeBron class, right? You had those top guys, but you still had some guys that came out of and late in the in the in the draft, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even and the think about Milicic. The the difference in the NBA, unlike the NFL, is that in the NBA it's only two rounds, so you can get first round talent in the second round. I mean, think mm -hmm. about how many guys who have made careers who were drafted in the second round. You know what I mean? So yeah. It, yeah. it's very likely a lot of those first round guys don't even hit. So, and, and not only that, you got teams that do dumbass shit that pick up uh, a Spanish guy from, you know, whatever league first round, and he never actually even signs his rights to the team. And mm -hmm. like the NBA just does, it's just stupid. Like, I don't yeah. even, the draft is stupid. It's yeah. beyond stupid at this point. Um, but hey, man, uh, I tell you one thing the Jet, the Jets, the Nets general manager. Uh, Josiah, Josiah, I guess his name. I don't know I how thought the owner is Josiah. Okay, somebody. I, well, yeah, size the owner. Size the owner. He's fucking petty. 
<laughs> I can tell you that he is fucking petty for him to send Kyrie out to Dallas and then he ships Katie out to Phoenix. Whatever LeBron did to him, <laughs> he is not forgetting it. Yo, he is not I, forgetting it. I think they got some really I think they got a really good return, not on, on a Kyrie because they just really wanted to get rid of him because he wanted to go. But I think the KD return was good. Cam yeah. Thomas, Cam Thomas is a really good young kid. He's like 24 years old. They got a long, uh, long time ahead of him. Um, Cam uh, Bridges. Yeah, Cam Johnson Bridges. They got in that deal who looks really good, Pauls, and and three first-round picks. Like, they have four first-round picks. Four first-round? Yeah, they. I think they made out pretty nicely with that deal, with the KD deal. For a guy who's, you know, up up 30 you know uh, upwards of 30 um injured regularly when he's on the court he's one of the best guys in the league hands down no questions asked but if you're spending i think about Embiid, right those the years where he couldn't play back-to-backs because of injuries because of conditioning now this guy can play back-to-backs and he looks like you know arguably the second or third best player in the league um so, you know, availability is your best ability and, and KD just isn't it. So those young guys that they're getting, I think that was a good good deal for them. Mm-hmm. I just want to go back on record while I wasn't <laughs> exactly accurate as to why they wouldn't win together. They didn't win together, man. And Paul- <laughs> no, I told you so moments, nigga. <laughs> while while it wasn't largely due to injury um it was part of it and the rest was just a circus man from the Harden experiment to ben simmons experiment that whole shit in brooklyn has been a circus man and i think to some degree they feel like all right if we're gonna make this franchise legitimate again let's make it younger let's build through the draft the only problem with that is they're in brooklyn and all of the hype is gonna be gone all of the hype is going to be going. It is. I felt like the Harden, Kyrie, um, KD could have worked if they could have all gotten on the fucking court. Like, that's yeah. the problem. Um, so, yeah, it was partially due to injury, like you said, EJ. Is, um, you know, by the time they got back to help Harden out, this guy was beat up. His foot was hurt. Ankle was beat up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and people give Harden a hard time. Um, but he carried Brooklyn for much of that season. Um, with those guys out, you know, and so this guy, he went to Philly and now he's got some help and they're looking pretty damn good too. But, um, what do, what do you think is the most impactful move? Cause there's so many, we can't go through all of them. What was the most impactful move you guys think was made, um, by the, uh, deadline? I mean, I think it has to be the KD, uh, to, to Phoenix, man. It, I mean, once he gets healthy, I mean, they're they're an instant contender. Like, I'm pretty sure if you told um, Suns fans before the trade, yo, you guys got an opportunity to get KD and keep um, um, Chris Paul Booker and keep Devin Chris Booker Paul and creep and keep um, your Aiden. boy uh, Aiden. They'd have been like, nah, I don't, I don't, I can't see it. it. You know, I'm looking, but I can't see it, and and that's what happened. And so I think that makes them instant contenders in the uh, in the West. I also like the Milwaukee part of that trade because that was a three team trade that they did. I like Jay Crowder going to uh, 
to Milwaukee that mm-hmm. gives them uh, defense, uh, three point shooting. So you know that, that's they they uh, they benefited from that trade as well. And and Kyrie to Dallas, yeah. I mean Luca's <laughs> Luca's been carrying them all alone. Now you got Kyrie that at any given moment can literally still go off and take over a game. Now he's in a place in a space seemingly where Mark Cuban is like, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what you got to say. You good here. Cause as mm-hmm. soon as he left Brooklyn, he deleted right. his, uh, his apology. And <laughs> it was, it's all it about the on. green Yeah, with Mark Cuban. It's all about the green man. And, and, I love that for Kyrie. Like, I love it. He doesn't have to worry about, listen, uh, you know, whether you agree or disagree with what he said, you know, he can actually go be himself. And that's what he's been trying to do for X amount of years. You know, <clears throat> agree or disagree with him, his stance on, on you know, um, vaccines, agree or disagree on his, his stance on the book he posted or the movie he posted, like, you know, all of that shit. You know, he gets to go be himself and we hopefully get to see the Kyrie that we all saw previously. And this guy can be a superstar along with um, alongside uh, Luca. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be a lot of, um, you ball know, dominance, a lot of touches. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it gets Luca off the ball a little bit, I think, which is good. Um, and Luca can't break defense down. Right. Like he makes good passes. He gets in the paint, but he ain't breaking no one's ankles. And Kyrie does do that. So. I think that opens up that team. But I think the biggest trade to me, uh, most impactful trade is going to be um, the Lakers moving Westbrook to to Utah. Um, number one, Westbrook will never suit up for Utah. He will yeah. not suit up and not play one minute for Utah. He will be bought out. There and he's going to buy him out. Mm-hmm. And there's two teams that are talking about him already. One is the Clippers and the other one is Chicago. If he can end up back with the Clip or with the Clippers, not back, but with the Clippers, back with PG, Kawhi, and they don't lose anything of that team that they got, Zubak and those guys. They could be, and it's and they need it because <laughs> that conference is stacked. So they'll need him. Um, and then he still gets to fight for LA, right? So that's another thing. Um, if he ends up in Chicago, the East just got super, super uh, light uh, as far as superstars. If he gets into Chicago, they didn't move anybody, and that might have been their plan because everyone thought they were going to move Levine or DeRozan. But they'll have Westbrook, Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic bunch of young guys over there um like chicago could do something chicago Chicago would welcome him and uh the city i mean would welcome him you know just being a dog and Mm -hmm. uh him and DeRozan, you know they had that connection both being from la and coming up to you know essentially around the same time so yeah that that could really elevate their game um he does a lot that they need rebounding you know um second chance points so, yeah, I think that's something to watch. Yeah, um, the the Miami Herald is also reporting that um, Pat Riley plans to be in the uh, Russell Westbrook sweepstakes as well once he gets bought out. So the question is, does he want to come play for us? Because I don't I don't know if our team's a contender the way it's presently built. So I don't know if he wants to go there or not. In the East, if you add him, you guys are. I mean, the only ones you got to worry about is well, Boston and Philly. Right now, it's a two-dog race in the East. Well, I'm sorry, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Three-dog race. Yeah, Milwaukee but is the you, dog to me. But any team could get a get could be that fourth leg if they whether it's you, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Cleveland. I don't see Cleveland doing it. They got two really good guards as it is. But yeah, I, I like I like Westbrook going to. I, I I mean, going to Miami wouldn't be bad. Um, last question I have for you guys: Do you guys think the Lakers 
after trade deadline got better. Their starting lineup now projects to be D'Lo, um, Schroeder, LeBron, Ryu Hachimura, and Cade. Uh, I'm sorry, um, AD. Yeah, they yeah. D'Lo looked pretty good on in his debut the other day, so I think that definitely gives them a lift that they needed. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the everything with the Lakers really is predicated on AD. Can he stay healthy? If if, yeah. if if you tell me he's injured, I'm telling you they're not going to do anything. If he's if he's healthy, they're, they're a contender. Because I yeah. mean, you're going to get what you're going to get out of Braun, and you know, with his ability to to, to assist and and open things up for guys like that, those guys are going to do what you expect them to do. But if, if AD's not there, it doesn't work. Yeah. While we're in the Lakers, we can we could pivot over to we didn't talk about it, but um, before we give LeBron his flowers, um, I got to give him a little hate. Um, last night, I don't know if you got I'm sure you guys saw it if you're anywhere near social media. Last night, LeBron didn't suit up. Right. They're playing against Golden State. He's sitting on the last seat on the bench. And next to him is this is well, next to that seat is a little white girl. Right. He walks in, sits next to her. She's super surprised. Oh, my God, it's LeBron James. Right? They take a picture. She's crazy surprised. That goes viral in the first half. Then the rep- a reporter comes over and interviews her, sitting next to LeBron James, interviews her, and they have the audio. She's screaming, I'm really small. All I saw was his foot. And I'm like, oh, my God, who is that? Oh, it's LeBron James, the greatest player to ever play. This guy, your boy, didn't even bat an eye or look, try to act like he couldn't hear. <laughs> like she's sitting shoulder to shoulder screaming this shit out. And this guy didn't even turn his head. <laughs> what is wrong with him, Mari? What is wrong with your boy? I, I assumed that maybe if I'm if I'm if I'm giving benefit of the doubt here, right? Maybe scripted. He'd already huh? You think it was scripted? No, no. Maybe oh, you know the shit. The 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 picture. The moment went viral, like you said in the first half. So they come and interview the little girl, and then maybe he's allowing her to have her moment. You know, like him not overshadow it by stepping in there saying, "Yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. you know." It it, mm-hmm. it it allows the moment to be about her because they interview. Because once he comes in, you know, the reporter's gonna ask her, "Hey, hey, little girl, how was it meeting LeBron?" She's like, "Oh my God, it was so awesome." And then they go, "Hey, so LeBron, let's talk about." Blah, 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 yeah, you're right. You know, and then and then she's she's in frame, but she's just there at that moment. You know, and the game's still going on. Mm-hmm. So LeBron, but he wasn't playing. Yeah, but he he can't as the general as the leader. He can't look like he's not focused on still coaching from the bench as he does. Right? He's got to act like he's invested in the game. Right? I I ain't giving y'all that. This man, he he crazy. Yo, your boy is crazy. LeBron <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> Sometimes he, the one thing I do love about him, man, like, all right, so let's give him his flowers now. He broke um, the scoring record um, against OKC. OKC. They still lost. um, They did lose. They lost, um, which, you know, people, you got the hate. You're going to get the love, but you're going to get the hate. People like, Jordan would have never lost in that game. Like, you know, and I agree with it, but um, it's not about Jordan to me. I think it's about LeBron. Um, I got to give you the, the hate and the love. Of course, he would break it, break the record on a play where he pushes off and they don't call an offensive foul in a season where he's crying about not getting fouls. That would happen. But, um, you know, LeBron is a special guy, man. And when people are talking about great, greatest, greats, um, 
one thing I had a conversation with someone the other day, and my point to them, because you know, I always give him a hard time, like he's top five, but he's in there. He's in there. Um there's a handful of guys, right? He went into this game, and this night they knew he needed 36 points to get there. There's a handful of guys that everyone is buying tickets because they know 100% this person is scoring 36 points tonight. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. That list starts to get really hard to put together after that. A guaranteed 36? I'm not even giving Shaq that, a guaranteed 36. I'm not giving KD. I would give Shaq 36. Guaranteed? 100%? No. I would give... I, I Guaranteed. No doubt. Nah, I, would, I couldn't do it. Just because he doesn't shoot. He can't shoot threes. Like For him to get 36, he's going to have to have 18, like 15 boards. And, you know, like, like this is... These are and and I could see him getting on that list if someone puts him there, but I'm talking about guys without a shadow of doubt, not Iverson, like guaranteed. Steph, maybe you put him on that, maybe. Iverson but if not. it's off shooting, thirty six, one hundred. No, I'm not saying can get thirty. He's not saying can. He's saying guaranteed. Like, yeah, book it. I'm yeah, right. I mean, I'm saying. Put, I'm, I'm saying like yo. I'm saying if I'm an average Joe, right? I'm an average Joe, and I'm thinking, yo, I can, I'm gonna go see history tonight, and I'm gonna spend all my savings because I love this guy, but he's 36. Should I wait till next game because he might only get 32, and I know he's gonna get it next game? People, there's not a, there's not many guys that people are gonna be like, yo, I'm spending it tonight because I know this guy's getting 36, 100 tonight, and and. Everything that that night showed, his kids being there, all the celebrities being there, all the stars being there, them putting it all over TV, the commercials, told you this guy is getting 36 tonight. And and yeah. there's no question about it. And and, and the, the thing that got me about the moment is, um, and actually before I go there, just to, you know, be on my EJ shit, you know, with a um, I told you so moment, <laughs> is uh, one of my buddies actually hit me up from the military. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, one of my buddies from the military actually hit me up and was like, "Yo, you told me 17 years ago LeBron was gonna break this record," and I'm like, "Damn, 17, <laughs> 17 years." Because I guess it came up on his like Facebook memories or whatever, you know. And mm. uh, uh, so you know, but uh, anyway. The thing that that kind of got me about the moment to what Steve is talking about with saying like there aren't many guys that you can just bank on, you know, doing that right. Was how in the I can't I don't remember if it was pregame when he's talking to uh, to Bronny and to Bryce and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, so I need this many, you know, should, should I go ahead and do it? And they're like, yeah, just go ahead and break it. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah right. get it. Go you know what I mean? It kind of like yeah. you know, it's almost like you know, like yo, EJ, maybe you want to get some wings? Like, yeah, let's do that. You know, yeah, like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I mean, but you know, I again, you know, I I understand. I think I think we mixing. I think to Steve's point, I get what he's saying, but I think we're mixing the magnitude of the thirty six and what it meant versus. I think of Allen Iverson by unless he's playing a Kobe Bryant that night. Like let's remember, LeBron is playing OKC, right? There's no one really on the other side that's going to stop him, right? Kobe, one of the only people that he struggled with offensively consistently was like a Bruce Bowen. You know what I mean? So there's not a lot of people that can stop him, right? And Allen Iverson 
Like a guy like Allen Iverson was a guy that a lot of people said, like he was virtually unstoppable. Tracy McGrady, healthy Penny Hardaway. I mean, these are guys, Gilbert Arenas, these are guys that depending on who they're playing, they're going to get you that 40, 50 a night uh, if they really wanted to. But the magnitude of which it matters, you it, it's it's not a lot of people you're going to talk about in that conversation because they ain't there. They just not, they just, it's not there. It's not that level. You know what I mean? Because, but depending on the night, you know, you can look at a dude and, and say, you know what I mean? He going to get you 40, especially if you're a superstar level. But the magnitude of what this means, it, it, it feels like it's going to be no one else, obviously, because this guy's going for the scoring title. Yeah. Because Tra- Tracy McGrady, Steve, your mic, I don't know what happened to your mic, but a guy like a Tracy McGrady would go out and get you 36 guaranteed for sure. For sure. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, Vari said something about 17 years ago. I think I've had this jersey. Actually, I've had this jersey since before LeBron was drafted. This is his high school jersey. And um, so VP be like, oh, you hate LeBron. You hate LeBron. I actually liked LeBron a lot until this started the Jordan <laughs> comparison. Same thing with Kobe. Loved. I hated Kobe until, you know, he became the, the villain. And if we go back, you know, shows past, you could hear that too. Um, I said it about LeBron, but no, to, to your point of uh, VP, that is the biggest piece for me. Um, that halftime spot where he's, everyone's in the locker room. People are like, dang, he needs another 16. It's doable. And he's LeBron. He'll probably do it. But he hasn't looked great this game. You know what I mean? To get to 20, he's had to make some shots and shit. And then you you see the audio of him, or you see the video first, which was cool because when they panned out to the commercial, they just showed him sitting with his kids and you had no clue what was happening. Because I watched this. I watched it in, in real time. Mm-hmm. And then um, they come back from commercial and then you know that's the, when they play the audio, right? And it was just the dopest shit ever. Like from a dad standpoint, this guy is bar none, like, it's an amazing, um, you know, time to share with your kids, with your boys to be like, yo, hey, I need 16, you know, and, and the 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 way to think right for someone to break it down like that and be like, yo, not I need 16, but I need 16. That's eight this quarter. eight. You know what I mean? Eight a quarter, mm-hmm. you know, and then, hey, should I go get it? And they like, yeah, get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I got you like that. That was probably the illest audio and when they make the lebron not if when they make the lebron documentary when they make the lebron 30 for 30 that will be a major piece to it you can book that yeah and and that record um i think i think i don't know if it was you or or ej going there steve to say um you know you're not sure if it's going to be touched for some time i just pulled up the the um all-time scoring leader list and the closest active player right now is KD, who's at 26,000 points. So, you know, he's more than 12,000 points away and him and LeBron are both still active. So, <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like the gap is going to get closed. And then, um, um, after, uh, KD, the next closest active player is, um, I believe it was James Harden. Yes, James Harden, and then right after James Harden is Russell Westbrook, who are at uh, both at twenty four thousand points, so more than fourteen thousand points away. And none of these guys, none of these guys are on a trajectory to hit hit that. I mean, because none no. of them are spring chickens. 
Right. Um, they're all at the back end of their career, respectively, going where they at. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Westbrook. You know, we talked about his situation. Harden. You know, he's he's been an Iron Man as far as playing games that's going to wear you down. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't see anyone really touching that list um, in the next five or six years or more. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they'll never catch him. And and the crazy part is they um <laughs> yeah. oh they, <laughs> they 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 um these guys aren't catching them. But you know, we we become a prisoner of the moment and you know uh, that kid Cam Thomas in uh Brooklyn started his first like five games 40 points a game or something like that and they start you know the media they start posting oh if cam tom if cam thomas scores x amount of points in you know this is how he could catch lebron that shit mm-hmm. i don't listen that it took lebron it, what was it 40 years was it 40 years since since just, kareem just under 40 like come on I don't know that we see that in our lifetime. The only thing that could potentially change that is you need a guy that can shoot like Steph to hit the league day one. And and he's got to be LeBron from day one, right? Meaning he's got to be the the face of the franchise. He's got to be putting up those numbers and that's the only way you catch him. But otherwise, I don't know that it's going to be it's going to be done. Yeah, I agree. And LeBron's not done. Like that's the other key. Like this guy still got probably two years at least left maybe three you know and if he really takes care of himself like he has been you know you know we could see more than that but Mm -hmm. i think we see two or three out of him no doubt because he wants to play in the league while Bronny is playing so we'll see him there and if this guy continues we're talking about a record that's going to be forty-eight thousand points maybe (laughs) like i don't know that we see and the longevity of his career you know granted he sat a lot of games out but we're talking about 23 years. We're not going to see a lot of people whose bodies are going to hold up at 23 years and right. play that kind of, you know, at that level. And I, and I think that that's the that's the key is the is the health, because, I mean, we all have talked about it on the pod and off, you know, regardless of what you think about him. You know, if he's the gold talent wise, you know, all that kind of stuff, the dudes, I mean, he didn't really start having injuries until like the last maybe three years. And he's only had one injury that caused him to miss significant time when he had, I think it was his groin, I think it was, or something like that. But uh, other than that, it's been like, okay, you know, two or three games here, four games there. But he's played, you know, 60, 70 games a year, like for a long time. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's going to be tough. To, he also to didn't have to do that much in Miami either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could stop Dick eating now. He's um he definitely but nah, he has moved into the second, you know, second spot for me. Like <laughs> of course like I points in Miami. <laughs> he didn't have to do shit, Vari. Okay. He didn't <laughs> he didn't have to do shit. <laughs> he just okay. had to show up. You can say he didn't have to, he still did it. <laughs> he he yeah. was a yeah. he was a he was a top flight security. He just yeah. show up. Hey, show don't up even mean, you know, we hey we, we we live in everybody's head, yo. We we living on this podcast. Look over look over Steve's right shoulder. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that nastiness. <laughs> it's just because it just because it matches, man. Just because it matches. That's all. <laughs> New pair of Jordans, gotta get a hat to match. That's all that was. Uh listen, um, all right, so let's talk about um so yeah, flowers to LeBron, man. He 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 earned it, he deserved it, he went out and got it. Um, 
you know, I'll find other reasons to hate in the future, but, uh, <laughs> but he, he definitely, he definitely went and got it. He's taking a little break right now. Been out the last couple of days with a quote unquote ankle injury. I think he sits out till all-star break, rest himself up a little bit. Um, let's these guys get some chemistry, which is, I think is a really good idea from a leadership standpoint. That's actually pretty damn smart. Like, Hey, we bring in D in, we're going to have Schroeder in the starting lineup, which wasn't happening. Hachimura, AD, like, let's let these guys get some chemistry, and then, you know, we can come in and make this happen. Let them, let them make a little small playoff push before All-Star break so I can rest my legs and come back. And and know. they get their confidence up. They beat Golden State last yep. night, right? Yep. Granted, that's without Steph, but they beat Golden State last night. Um, what do you guys make uh, before we – you know, move on. What do you guys make of AD with the puss face on the bench when LeBron break, broke the record? Nothing to see here. Or you think it was something? It was terrible on his part. Like he was talking about, he's he was worried about the game. It's like, come on, fam. Like that's a moment of all moments. That's a moment of all moments. All of the time that you played cheerleader before for nothing, that was the time of most of all times to get up and stand and cheer for your brother while he stars like that. It was, I don't know if he just, if something happened, somebody texted him, somebody, somebody pissed in his cornflakes. I don't know what happened, but it just looked nasty. It looked nasty. I mean, it's nothing to go forward about, but it just looked nasty. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I don't, I don't think it's anything to make a big deal out of going forward. Like, is there, you know, is, is the relationship souring or anything? like that kind of stuff is don't matter. But it, it just it wasn't a good look in the moment. Did y'all see uh training day Alonzo out there about the fight and Jay-Z had to <laughs> had to hold him hold him back? Denzel said, Man, you know who I am. <laughs> yeah, was, man, that shit was crazy. You you don't expect that from Denzel, you know? It's yeah, you know what it is? It's just dudes being tried lately, man. Like uh Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp got tried in the airport the other day. Actually, he I think he just got he Shane, yo, Shannon Sharp walking through the airport with uh an emotional uh uh what is it? Emotional support animal. Support animal and a little fucking Pomeranian in his arms and shit. And dude is recording him and Shannon Sharp turns to him like, really? Why? Like, you know what I'm saying? You a star. What you mean, why? But it's got to be, you know, and the, the sad part about this, and we would talk, I don't know if we hit on it when we were talking about Kanye. I think we were talking about it in the chat. Or I might have been talking about it with somebody else. It was you LeBron. Know. Well, both of them. LeBron well, posted the thing saying he wished he could be a regular person and just go to the movies sometimes. Well, no, I, I was referring specifically to the Kanye, uh, Kanye piece. I remember no, he, that. He piece, pulled up but, on the... He pulled up yeah, on, on the paparazzi, and the paparazzi yeah. was like, he was like, yo, I'm going to pick up my kids. He was like, well, well, can't you? He was like, I'm going to do something with my kids. Well, can't you do something with them at home? Like, what? Like, what are you right. saying? Right. Like, you don't take you don't take your kids out in public? I mean, that, that dude, that paparazzi obviously has no kids and gets no, has never had sex before. <laughs> but it's like, like where, at what point do do we say as a people as a society like this shit needs to kind of stop like yeah i get that they're celebrities but yo like that shit is od man like this dude is like telling this man <laughs> i mean why don't you go somewhere else with your kids like huh and you know you're following shannon sharp through an airport 
like that shit is dangerous, man. And you've talked about this VP before, you know, fanatics, the, the the people just doing nonsense. That shit is dangerous, man. And like, you know, Jay-Z, those like Mariah Carey that got these super security people. Yo, man, the, one of these people going to get they're going to get a hot one, man. They're going to get a yeah. hot one. I, I think I think a lot of it is just, you know, social media. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to show like I was I was with this dude. I was in his presence. Part of it could be I'm going to be recording him if he pops off. Now I got a lawsuit. You know, I go viral yep. and get interviewed on on uh, ESPN or, or or CNN or something like that, you know. And but I think social media has a lot to do with it. We were out one time. This was years ago back when um, Dwight Howard played for the Magic. And we actually saw him at the bowling alley. And um, um, he came in with his with his crew to bowl. And, like, people rushed him, like, oh, shit, Dwight. You know, he took a couple pictures. He signed some things. And after that, everybody just left him alone. But you, you can't. You don't see that now. You know, yeah. and even with people who are not as big as as a Dwight Howard, you, you see them constantly being recorded. You know, people, oh, looks like he just ordered chicken tenders. I'm, I'm not sure if that's honey mustard or not. Like they're giving you the play by play <laughs> on on uh, on Instagram Live or some shit. You know what I mean? It's like dude, because like, these me alone, man. You got to blame you got to blame these websites, the shade rooms and stuff like that, because they're paying people for this shit. Mm-hmm. They're paying people for this footage, and people are looking for a payday. And while you know, just a normal shot is you know maybe a couple hundred dollars, but if that normal shot turns into you know, this dude either slipped and fell or this dude got into it with somebody or, you know, maybe there was a fight or out with a side chick or that like, you know, there's money to be made there. So uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the stars got to go through this shit. But, you know, yeah, it is, though, because it, it, it affects it really does affect everything else. Like it could affect their livelihood going forward. It can affect our entertainment value if something yeah. happens. Um, you know, Derek Jeter talked about it like when he was in New York and, you know, different places are different things. Um, like if you're if you're one of us in New York, a Nick, a, a, a Jet, a Met, a Yankee, we ain't letting that dumb shit go down. Like <laughs> nobody was fucking with the captain till this day. You know what I'm saying? But some of these some of these other places like the L.A. where it's like all this weird shit happening, man, it's. It's a little wild, man, and and that Kanye shit really like caught me. The dude literally had the audacity to ask Kanye, "Why don't he, why don't he go somewhere else with his kids?" Like, what? Are you insane? It's I don't right. know, man. They gotta do something. Yeah. You can't spend time with your kids at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah, so yeah, man. Mm-hmm. it's all good. Um, did you guys see the Grammys? I didn't. No, I did. Uh, Beyonce is now the winningest uh, Grammy person uh, ever. She's got the most Grammy uh, wins ever. So shout out to her. Um, we got to see um, the per- the God did performance. So the, I think that's the first time they performed that live. Uh, Jay Z, um, Little Wayne, and uh, Ross. And that was a pretty that was a pretty dope one, and they did a they did a fiftieth anniversary hip hop um, tribute, which was pretty pretty ill. And you saw some some old that. school heads that you haven't seen in a minute. Melly Mel, Ice T, Scarface was out there. Shout out to Scarface because you know he had like uh, I think he was doing dialysis. Like he was down bad, you know, a few months ago. So good to mm. see him out there. Um, 
you saw Jada kissing them come out. The locks came out. Little baby came out. Right. They it could have been better. They missed some. They missed some people. There was some probably some big names in hip hop that should have performed, but um, you know, for whatever reason, they went with the route that they went. Some people probably turned uh, turned it down. LL was out there. EJ, you would have loved it. LL Rock had a big part, played a big part. Rakim was out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, peeped some of that. Yeah, they did a good job. Black Thought, I think, opened it up if I'm remembering correctly. Like it was, it was a good, good little performance. Um, but you could see that the Grammys were getting a lot of flack before, like leading up to, and they're like, "Yo, this is our opportunity because Grammys been getting killed for years about you know the lack of you know uh, black performers being present and stuff like that." Right? A lot of the those awards, the hip hop awards, the rap awards, the awards that we win were the oh well, this wasn't televised award, right? And not this year, <laughs> not this year. It was dark. <laughs> uh, this was the melanin Grammys. They matter of fact, they even came out with a new award. And your girl was there, Vari Jill Biden. But they came out with a new award. Um, that's the Dr. Dre Award. And I forget what the the logistics of it is, but Dre won it. Um, and it's a black Grammy. The statue is actually black. Pander much. So is that I was gonna ask you guys, is that <clears throat> <clears throat> is that tone deaf or pander much? That's, that's all uh, that is. Yeah, that's that's um Joe Biden yeah. school of pandering. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> yeah, that's that's too much. It's like yeah. you know, it's it's one of you know it's it's kind of like um I saw somebody talk about this. They were talking about um um about like representation with uh, uh, LGBT uh, uh, plus folk, LGBTQ plus folks. Oh my and, god! And uh, and uh, media, right? Like in in movies and and TV shows and stuff like that. And they were saying the person was making the point. Uh, one one person in the conversation was saying that you know representation matters and that kind of thing like that. And so it's cool that they're putting LGBTQ people in um, shows and in movies and stuff like that. But he thinks that there's been like an overcorrection, you know what I mean? And the other person said, um, while he also agrees that there's been an overcorrection, he looks at it as it's kind of like being um, uh, exploitation, you know? Like there's an oh well, you know, being being gay is hot right now, so spot let's, on. Let's put more and more and more. We've of that. said that before. We've said yeah. that before. And we were called insensitive. We said that I, before. I, I wish I wish I would have watched the Grammys because, dude, this was the Gay Awards. Like this was the Letter Academy. They need to just change it. This is the Letter Academy. So much so, and and listen, the reality of it is, it's the Grammys. This isn't BT Awards where you can go and say what you want. The Grammys. So much so that Beyonce wins the award for you know her her. To make her the winningest, and at the end of it, she says in her speech, I want to make sure I thank the queer community for all the work they've done and blah 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 blah. Like it was so forced. It was so forced. And and listen, just like black people, like there's a fight. There's there's a fight there. They fought all, you know, for whatever, you know, but it's it is it's it's becoming exploitation manipulation of hey 
if I come out, you know, if I act a certain way, I could potentially go viral. I could potentially become a rich individual. Mm-hmm. It's hot right now. Little Nas X. Little Nas X played that whole I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, and then got a kid. Oh, you can still be gay and have a kid. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> Hmm. You're saying he has a kid the traditional way? That's the point you're making? Uh, the traditional way and saying, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. He has a kid the traditional way. And well, it's different. That, diff- well, I think he alluded to saying that he wasn't really. I, I don't right. know. I, don't, I feel like. He well, he's. So he did he the he did the OJ, right? At one point, he was like, would, would y'all be mad if I wasn't even gay? Right? He did that. <laughs> and then fast forward a year or two after COVID. Um, oh yeah, I got a son. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, does he have does he have a kid? Like, I'm wondering, is it you know? Because I mean, he has money, so he could pay. He could have paid a surrogate, you know. It's not a new kid. This is a vaggie kid. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, it's a vaggie kid. Um, but yeah, VP. So, to your point, whatever you are watching, everything I've been watching lately <laughs> makes me feel it's that it's gonna be a vaggie kid either way. What <laughs> you mean? Right. No, nah, you can have an adopted child. I mean, I guess they still came out of a veggie, but you get what I'm talking about. Like, you know, you're saying he actually engaged with a. He went and got it. He game. went and got it. He went and got this kid. Like he okay. didn't buy it. You know, um, he put sweat equity in. But I said the same thing when we were talking about um, the circle this season of the circle. Like everyone was gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, or questionable. And they're selling it. They're selling it. And I, I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like we're saying they're forcing it, but they're selling it like crazy. Um, if you look at the, the commercial choice for the Grammys, it was, it was uh, hosted by, or not hosted. It was uh, sponsored by Pfizer. Right. And almost every commercial break, there was a commercial for HIV meds. Well, listen, every everything, you know, and this isn't your your points and your analysis. You're not making a, a stance for or against this. You're just highlighting that, you know, on one of the biggest platforms and biggest stages of TV, we're getting over messaging. And that is exactly what advertising is. And, you know, to VP's point, it does become exploitation when you're, you're turning a fight or the struggle or the plight of a certain people into advertisement. And that's what it sounds like this was. And mm-hmm. if you're a member of that community, I don't know how you really feel about that. I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know, um, VP might be more in tune with some of the circles or things that have been said in response to, you know, reports that, you know, what he shared, but I don't know, man. It, it's tough because that's what America really becomes, right? That's what America really is all about. When you when you look at it from the capitalistic standpoint, you know, if your cause has money behind it, or if, or if it can be monetized, we're gonna we're gonna pander to you. We're gonna we're gonna make you feel good. Um, so it, it's kind of nasty, man. It's it's pretty nasty, and and, and not just that. Like it kind of it kind of goes back to um what we were talking about earlier with black history month right and and we kind of talked about this i don't know if it was last week or the week before um when when the video of um of uh tyree nichols came out right 
is that mm-hmm. it seems like for us, like as a people, instead of fixing an issue, we kind of pander to it. And then we like, we feel, okay, well, we've done enough. All right, let's move on. You know, and then shit just kind of goes back to normal. Right. And so while it may seem like there's an over saturation of um, um, LGBTQ people in movies, media, et cetera, that's only going to last for so long. And then people are going to go back to normal. And that's part of this. That's, that's the sad thing is that just like when, with George Floyd, there was all these protests and people talking about racial justice and things like that. And then nothing happened. And then we just kind of reset and went back to normal instead of fixing the problem, you know, and, and again, I don't have a problem with, with, uh, with, uh, gay folks in media or whatever. And, and I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't, I don't consume as much stuff as some people. So I guess to me, I don't see it like a, like an, like an oversaturation, but you know, right. I didn't watch the Grammy. So I don't, I don't know what, um, you know, what you saw there, but I can definitely get how, when you see stuff like this Dr. Dre award and making, instead of having it be a gold Grammy, you make it a black one, you know, to, to pander to black folks. And you say, okay, you know, people said, you know, we haven't had a lot of black representation. So all the black people are going to win all the awards. And then we're going to put on this hip hop performance and, and, you know, all these kind of things like that. And it's just, you know, in, in the moment it could feel like, damn, we're finally getting on TV. But then next year when things go back to normal, it's like, what the fuck was the point? Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's key. Um, damn, there was something. Oh, I, I don't want to, uh, let that die either. You mentioned, uh, Tyree. And so, um, you know, shout out to him. We, we did in, you know, in prayers to his family or, you know, thoughts, well wishes, all of that, whatever you think about, um, whether you believe in whatever you believe in. Um, but, uh, it came out fucking the cop that, yeah, there's so much that came out from that, right? The fact that he was dealing with one of the cops' uh, exes or whatever. And I think that's the same cop that took the pictures, and they're saying that he sent the picture of him beaten up and bloody to, like, six different people. Oh, wow. I hadn't heard that. Wow. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Like, it's just it's just bad, you know? Like, we, there's just too much There's too much power given to... Um, to cops right now and i think we've said that for years and something just needs to be changed yeah and and the sad part you know the scorn lover piece is that's that's always one thing for me i never understand how you get mad at the other person and you feel like you have so much domain over someone's life that they're talking to somebody new or whatever you know you have to do something that that in itself is super nasty but the audacity of this motherfucker to to exercise his legal authority to police the community and harm that brother the way that he did and and get his friend on board i mean they they need to hit these dudes with conspiracy uh conspiracy murder i mean it, it they just need to throw the book at him and it's nasty man that's just that, that's just crazy crazy yeah 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 it's crazy though because they do all this you know and he deserves all, all all that comes to him all the smoke but they do all this research right for this instance for these cops for this cop but we don't see that when the cop is not melanated yeah 
Yeah, right? and, 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 and yeah, we either we, way, we, they're we, all we, wrong. They're all wrong. They all deserve punishment. But the efforts, the efforts here, huh? Shit, we still don't have a George Floyd bill. We yeah, still like Joe talked about that. Oh yeah, VP, you got some you got some splaining to do. <laughs> Not splaining, but you got some words to do. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but you know, they just there's something has to change there. What's up with all these flying objects, yo? <laughs> like we had the balloon, the balloon popped in. We knew what that was. Like that was just China about to set it off on us, um, finding a reason. Like, yo, let's fly the balloon over. They shoot our shit down. We could say some slick shit. We could pop off. They could pop off. We could find a way. Um, but then we had the one recently over Alaska. Nobody knew what it was. And nothing has come out yet, right? Shut the shit down. Ain't told us nothing. Uh, and the one yesterday, Canada. Nobody knows what it was. Still ain't said shit. I mean, it could, you know. It, I mean... It's aliens, nigga. It's aliens. It's another life. <laughs> it's somebody from another another uh planet made it into our uh Airspace. our system. Our air I mean, well, they're, they're saying the one that they shot down last week or whenever it was that was in China. So I'm pretty sure they're mostly all China. You know, it, it could be various things, man. They could be, you know, testing defenses, you know. Like let's, you know, let's see because uh um uh, from from what the defense department is saying that this thing happened three times during the Trump years, but they actually didn't know about it until later. So they didn't see it while it was happening, you know? So I think that's lazy. I just think that's lazy. Like, I hate that. Like for them to even mention that, why is the fuck relevant? No, no, no. I'm, the point that the point I'm making is, is that, that it's not the first time. So the, and I'm, I'm basically saying like it could be the Chinese essentially testing defenses, right? So, okay, now they saw us. How did they see us? What what do they got over there to let them see us this time where they couldn't see us last time? Or what you know what I mean? So it could it could just be one of those things like that where you're you're kind of poking just to see like what the response will be, what 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 the capabilities are, and that kind of thing like that. I don't believe the Justice Department or Department of Defense rather. <laughs> I don't believe them. How how did we not know? How did we miss this? How how? I mean, it just and I don't know. And you know, one of the talking points they were on MSNBC, you know, and the whole panel was just like, well, how the fuck did it even get this far? You know, with all of the technological advances we have, you know, the most superior navy, air force, you know, marines, army, everything. How how? I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I mean, just, just say you fucked up, <laughs> you know, just say somebody, just say we took a little while to make an executive decision. And, you know, uh, it, 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 like we said, VP said it was, you know, nothing to see here at some point, you know, it, it may be, I don't know, but it just, I don't know. just doesn't make sense to me, man. Just, it just doesn't. And, so, and you, you go back to that and, and we talk about, you know, the terror attacks on this nation. I don't know. Just, just weird to, to me. To your point, though, when you say, like, how did this happen? You have all this money that you spend on defense and surveillance and that kind of thing like that, right? It kind of reminds me of um, the um, the Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, when I was like, yeah, they got a live feed of cameras at her house, but the person who was supposed to be monitoring that shit wasn't paying attention. 
And then he's sitting there and he's like, why are we flashing lights outside? Let me back up. Let me rewind the camera. Oh, shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and they were saying, though, that it just somebody was asleep at the switch. Well, they were saying they were debating on uh, MSNBC like a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago. They, there were reports that they knew. I don't know if they were official reports, but there were rumors or whatever that they knew it was, you know, hovering over the sea before it even got, you know, to where it got to with us. But I think the 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 reaction was to kind of wait to see what it was all about. But I just I don't I don't know. I, I just I feel like they kind of alluded to Biden having a little bit of hesitation on this thing. Um, but I, I just I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense. So so there's a there's a lot that we don't know. And and to that point that you just mentioned, I think that that's a very good point of them not knowing like what it was at first. And I watched a uh, I watched a YouTube video of this guy. This, uh, he has a channel called Legal Eagle. He's a lawyer and he breaks down like, you know, topics in the legal community. And he talked about this balloon thing. And they talked about some U.N. treaty that we're part of that basically says that um, like unmanned weather balloons are allowed to fly over you know, unmolested, basically. Um, but in this case, it, it, it's possible that, you know, like you said, they saw it, they weren't sure. And then maybe after checking it out closer, they said, okay, this thing is not a weather balloon. It's a, it's a spy thing. And then they, and they made the decision to shoot it down at that point. You know, who, who knows? But um, if it was, right. is, is it the unmanned weather balloon? Isn't that something that countries that, actually rock with each other have a discussion about to say hey you know this is this is coming around right. uh it's, it's up in the air it, it may get taken too far this way just be on on a lookout don't shoot our shit down it's, it's kind of costly help us out right. here you know what i mean no, this I, is I, from I told, I told one of our you. enemies <laughs> this is from I, one I of our you. enemies but even but even if it would like so so to your point you're absolutely right but but they don't have to but and, and that could, that whole weather balloon thing could have been the reason for our caution is because we were like, OK, we don't want to make an international incident out of shooting down their shit. That's just a peaceful weather balloon. And then upon clo closer examination, we say, no, this thing is not a weather balloon. It's actually spying. So let's, you know, do our thing to, to get it out of here. Because at the end of the day, I mean, any country is has total sovereignty over their over their airspace, you know. They need to set it off. Shows show them not to fly anything over over my country that uh, without notice, advance notice. Don't ring my doorbell without calling me and telling me you come. <laughs> um, State of Union uh, VP. Any any uh, major talking points from that? No, it was Nothing. you know talked about accomplishments and different bills that they've passed. Um, talked about things that they want to do going forward. None of that stuff is going to happen. Because the, the the house is in a uh, Republican hands, the Senate is in Democrat hands. So basically, is let's let's come together, let's do this, let's do that, let's finish a job on this thing, finish a job on that thing, let's get this done, that kind of stuff like that. But none of that stuff is going to happen. Um, the only thing was that he did let them know, like if they, you know, fuck around and uh, try to repeal the the bill that lowered the cost of insulin, he's going to veto it. He told them if they fuck around and and do. Um, um, shit, that was another one. Oh, they if they try to cut Social Security and Medicare, he's gonna veto it. And then they had that whole moment that went viral with the, the hooting and hollering. Yeah, but you know, it's it's 
you know, it's going to be pretty much status quo for the next two years. You're not going to see anything major happening coming from Congress. Yeah. So, um, I just found it like real tasteless. Uh, have we ever seen that before? Like, have we ever seen a party just start booing and like, like heckling the president when they're making a state of union address? No. And, and, and a, a, a friend of mine, she likes to talk about politics. She always says politics reminds her of like bloods and crips where, you know, everybody got their side and, you know, they're, they're always just with their side, no matter what they do or whatever. And while I can agree with that to a certain extent, I think that Republicans are just different. And what we've seen is, is that a lot of this shit started during the whole, like one side, not clapping the other side clapping. That's been around like forever. Right. Right. But the, the, the yelling out, and, and, and not showing respect to the president, because the whole thing used to always be, you don't have to respect the man, respect the office, right? right? And and when Obama got in there, you know, that's when a lot of this shit started, you know? And when this guy, his name was Joe Wilson, he was a Republican from South Carolina, Obama was talking about his, I think it was his healthcare bill, and the dude yelled out and said, that's a lie. And then everybody kind of paused, like, what the fuck? And then he stood up and was like, you lie. And then since then, it's only oh. gotten worse. Barry and, should have just been like, all right, you know, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> so since, since then, it, it seems to only have, have um, you know, have gotten worse, you know, um, this year. Um, you know, how, how bad is it? Is that when the Democrats were in charge of the House, Pelosi implemented, they had to put metal detectors on the floor of the House because members of Congress are actually allowed to carry guns on Capitol Hill, even though guns in D.C. are banned, right? And um, so they put metal detectors on the House floor saying that you couldn't bring weapons onto the House floor. Once Republicans just took over, they 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 got rid of that, that rule and then also um, got rid of the metal detectors. And you had members of Congress writing to the Secret Service saying, we think you guys need to bring like extra security here because we don't know what the fuck these people are going to do. You know what I mean? And and so just think about the fact that members of Congress are writing to the Secret Service saying, we're not sure if you can trust the Congress being around the president. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's 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 crazy, man. One thing I didn't know. Go ahead, uh, EJ. No, nah, I, I mean, that. yeah, that 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 is a uh, very extreme. But I I uh, I agree with your friend, VP. Um, it, it's literally the Bloods and Crips. When you when you go back to the formation of the Crips and the reasoning uh, behind the formation of the Bloods and who struck first and <laughs> what happened to this, that, I mean, it, it is just it's very much like that. You know, depending on what side you're sitting on, somebody's going to complain about the other. Um, you know, the facts will be the facts one way or the other. But, you know, a lot of it is... Um, you know, just my view is my view and yours is yours. And we're on opposite sides of the aisle. And this is why I say, you know, when VP says police uh, matters can't be reformed, the Congress, you know, it, it, it needs to be reformed, but it can't be. Because instead of having people, you know, find harmonious ways to work to make everything work, it's all a shit show. It's all a clown show. 
And unfortunately, for a long time, that's what Biden has been used to because the VP's point for years, you know, at least people on Capitol Hill have had some type of understanding of respect for the office and what it's supposed to be. But now, you know, we just have a bunch of lunatics, in my opinion, on both sides. You just have a bunch of lunatics in there. One, of course, you know, I'm going to lean to uh, agreeing with more than the other. But I, I honestly think they're all lunatics. Even the shit that AOC has to deal with, like people like AOC has to deal with from members of their own party. We don't talk about those things. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think they're all a bunch of fucking lunatics and they're not doing <laughs> shit for this country. Okay, I got you. Uh, one thing I did notice is <laughs> we think about the Grammys, we think about all these all these events, right? At the um, State of the Union, you don't see no red carpet. You don't see no pictures. Ain't nobody trying to show off their Gucci. Like, if there's ever, uh, you know, something you want to show your kids to try and work towards, that's what you want to tell them to work towards, like. You the Gucci belts and uh, you know Fendi this and you know well you know unfortunately I subscribe to the culture <laughs> uh, I uh, I agree with the other side of it you know do as I say not as I do if you will um all right so no pandering from Joe this time a little bit of pandering to some of the seniors um, his brethrens but that's about it <laughs> yeah but I mean you expect that kind of stuff though you know like this that's is what I did but, you know. I mean, you yeah, lower, yeah. Lower the cost of insulin to thirty five dollars for seniors, you know. And you that's have, a big, gotta, that's a big thing. That's a it's huge. Yeah, you gotta highlight that. And it's also expensive. Um, not just insulin. The insulin thing is just something that's like now, um, or, or it's, uh, it just started this year. But also, as part of that bill, it won't come online until twenty twenty five. Is um, um, the the cost of prescription drugs for seniors will be capped at $2,000 starting in uh in uh 2025. So that'll be another big thing. The only the, the unfortunate thing about the way DC works is that because it takes time to bring things online. Let's mm-hmm. say Joe's not an office and you get a Trump or DeSantis in there, they're going to be like, look they're gonna take how I lowered all these prescription drug costs. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll take credit. Pay attention, right? They're going to be like, man, you know, like, like imagine that, right? It comes online 2025. So November 2024, we elect whoever the Republican is, right? Trump, DeSantis, whoever. They get sworn in in January of 2025, right when prescription drug caps get, uh, uh, prescription drug costs get capped. And then those people say, this is why I voted for this guy. He got an office and boom, my drug costs went down. <laughs> Instant <laughs> action. Instant action. 60 months or 60 days. Promises made, <laughs> promises kept. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, he, he literally hasn't done nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and, and, um, I see that in my community, in the veterans community, right? Um, when Trump got in office, he used, to, he used to go crazy about this veterans choice program that allows veterans to go and see doctors outside the VA if there's a long wait to see a specialist at the VA. That's something Obama signed to law into 2015. It didn't come online into 2017. And then Trump, like, we brought in choice and now veterans, woo, 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 people like, yo, this is why we voted for this guy, yo, MAGA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it's just it's wild, yeah. Red hat gang. No, they ain't rocking. A lot of them ain't rocking with them now. I can tell you that. Those mm-hmm. those people that are facing that time. Mm-hmm. Those people yeah, that exactly. are facing the sentences are talking a different tune. <laughs> mm-hmm. They big they need, mad. They need to put them all in jail. 
All of them. All of them. Put them in jail. Um, you, you, you reap what you sow. That's what it says in the good book. <laughs> some in some book. All right. Before we uh, before man. we <laughs> before we before we get out of here, EJ, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Wait, don't answer that, EJ. Don't answer that. I meant I wanted to ask you guys a question when we talked about Super Bowl, and, and I forgot until Steve said that. If KC wins, <clears throat> are they a dynasty? This will be what number three. This will be number two. Third trip, second win. I mean, dynasties. When you, you, I think that that question you have to be. It's it's a period of the moment thing. Are they an all time dynasty, or are they a dynasty for this era? And when you look at it, um, you have to say they're a dynasty for this era, right? Because when you look at a dynasty franchise wise even though they haven't won since 96, the Cowboys have won in multiple errors. Steelers have won in multiple errors. You know, the Packers won in multiple errors. Uh, if the Eagles win, this is now two for them. Does it make them a dynasty? And they've had appearances. They've had, they've been knocking on the door. You know, could you even argue that the Bills with their four trips in no. the 90s, no. Yeah, because they didn't win, but still. They lost. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of hard. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to kind of quantify that um, with just two Super Bowls. I don't know. I'm excited about this Super Bowl. Um, I don't know why. I'm just super excited about it. I think it's a little bit of Rihanna. I think it's just I'm excited, even though these pieces of shits are playing. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Um, Dynasty, Dynasty. When I think Dynasty, I think you know, a specific time frame, you are running that show. You're running the show. Like, I feel like um, right now, you can easily say in an AFC stamp, from an AFC standpoint, the Chiefs are a dynasty. They are the gatekeeper to the to the Super Bowl from an AFC standpoint. You know you're going to see Kansas City to get there. And if you don't beat them, it is what it is, right? They're going to get there. Um, when I think dynasty, I think uh patriots they won x years x amount of years and x span of time i think cowboys in the 90s three and four years one that they should have won but you know bad interception like uh or at least they should have went bad interception um like i think miami like they they won what two three two uh two uh but they were there in x x amount of years uh back for us yeah. Spurs, Spurs could have been considered a dynasty. The Lakers could have been considered a dynasty, right? They three-peated, right? So no, the Yankees are. Yankees are a dynasty. Like those are those to me are dynasties. I would say Kansas City is definitely the gatekeeper to the AFC. I think you can make a case for them being a dynasty. I think if they win it this year and somehow find a way to win it next year, then I think you can't dispute it in any way at all, any way, shape, or form. But I think, you know, depending on who you are, you could start to make a case for them being a dynasty today. So I I, I agree with most of what Steve said. I, I see it pretty much how Steve sees it, where it's about amount, an amount of time. Like to the point EJ was making, I see that kind of like as, you know, those teams were dynasties in that a span of time. But then when you look also historically, they've just been great franchises because they won multiple times throughout many decades or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I see it the way Steve kind of sees it, where it's like a tight 
window of time. You know what I mean? So they've gone three times in the last like four years. They won one. One is pending. And so if they if they win here, I think they're they're knocking on the door. And if they get another one, they don't have to win it next year. But if, in, in my mind, if they get another one like in a within two to three seasons, um, in my mind, you can package the whole first like eight years of Mahomes' career and kind of say that they were a dynasty in the, in that time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely in the era for sure. Just like, you know, the Warriors are a dynasty of this era. Are they a dynasty of the 90s? Are they, you know, they might be in discussion for all time, but I would definitely say KC has presented themselves to be a dynasty of this era for sure. Um, I just thought about um, how you could, from from the point of sort of the point we're making, if you won 60% of a span of years you or more, you can be considered a dynasty. Think about it. If, you if it's three years, again? if you've won more than 60%, Right, mm-hmm. in a span of time, mm-hmm. you can be considered a dynasty, right? Because, and obviously, two years you'd have to be at a hundred percent to be over sixty percent. Three years you'd have to win two out of three, right? Four years you'd have to win three out of four. Five years you'd have to win three out of five to be considered a dynasty. So, yeah. I, I can't say that that's that's the book, but if I'm thinking about it, to me that makes sense. I don't even know that the dynasty application applies to the NFL in a short span as much as it does in the NBA, right? Because in the NBA, you can look at a player's career and they have 20 plus more years. They have 20, you know what I mean? 20 something years. And like, if you look at like a guy like Kobe, how many rings is that? Like five? You know what I'm saying? Uh, The only motherfucking football that you can remotely say that about is is Tom Brady and this thing has been around forever like you know what I'm saying um I I don't I'm not taking away the possibility of it I just think it's a harder argument for football because the frequency of winning for a, a, a certain person because a dynasty if you're talking about just the team versus the franchise a dynasty as a team is going to involve basically some key elements of the same player Right now, if Mahomes plays another five, six years in Kansas City and wins a couple more joints, like Steve was alluding to, I think in football that's undeniable. You know what I'm saying? I think, right, but I, I, I think I think you have that though in in the Chiefs. What you're saying with, with the from the personnel standpoint, because you got Mahomes and and I would say I would say you have Mahomes and Reed or Mahomes, Reed and Kelsey as mm-hmm. like the key personnel. I'm pretty sure they still rocking with a lot of those same linemen, right? They probably got some dudes on defense who's been there long term. Yeah. You know, yeah, what I mean? no question, no question, no question, no question. Yeah, I mean it. It yeah, I I just think it's an easier argument that we see more presented in basketball because you see the multiple chips happen more frequently in basketball versus football. You ain't got too many guys that got that. Yeah. That's in one yeah. spot, you know, one friend, like you said, and you, like you said, you know, it's definitely lining up to be that. I mean, even though it'll, it'll just be two for them, you know, it's, it's definitely something to consider for sure. Yeah, I think I think they, they win if they win this one and if they get one more in the next. It, got, it can't be like five years from now, you know, because I think that I think that makes the window too wide. 
But if they fuck around and get three, like they 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 won one what two years ago, or something like that. And so you'll have this one, and then if they win another one in the next one to three years, I would say something like that. That I think the window will be tight enough to 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 call them a dynasty. I can see that. I can see that. Um, EJ, who you got? I reluctantly want to go with Philly. VP, you said Philly last week, but you said Kelsey wins the MVP this week. Yeah, Has I, your I, stance I, chained on who wins? Yep, I, I said Philly, but I'm putting it in pencil. That's what that was the exact quote. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've flipped the pencil around, erased it. And I'm going with KC. I, I want to see a good game, but I, I, I mean, it's just Mahomes is one of those generational talents that I feel like you just want to see him win. Nothing against the Eagles, nothing against Hurts, nothing against E. It's just you, you just root for this dude. He, he's just he's just a good dude. You know what I mean? And and so I just I want to I want to see him get another one. Mahomes, yeah, he's he's a little bit annoying at times to me, but um, but I want him to win. Um, and and I well I don't like the Eagles, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the Eagles or their fans, so um. The um, so yeah, I'm going KC. I want them to win, um, and I think it's going to be a good game. Um, all right, man. I think we're in a good spot. I am ready to go make some wings or maybe some chicken dip to take to E's house if I do that or stay home, whatever. And uh, so with that, I'm going to hand the reins over to you, VP, to get us up out of here. Hey, everybody, we definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with us this week on the Castworthy podcast. Uh, like we've been saying for, for a while now, make that phone call, send that text message, you know, reach out to somebody, let them know you're thinking about them. I'm not going to be long here. Um, um, you can find the podcast on all podcasting platforms by searching Castworthy. You can also get any of our social media by searching at Castworthy on Instagram. It's at Castworthy underscore podcast. While you're there, leave us a like comment share subscribe follow tell a friend to tell a friend help us grow the audience we appreciate it and uh the last thing i'll leave you with on the super bowl sunday is uh i hope that your your wings are flavorful you know and uh uh you have a a, a good time with uh friends and family and uh, uh looking forward to some good commercials and a great halftime show with that on that note we will see you guys on the uh next episode of the cast Ready podcast we out we love you peace With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.